day, Bob. How was the big meeting? You, your ex and him. You're very civil. Civil? I suppose so. I've not slept all night, though. Come on. Tell your Auntie Beryl all about it. Anyway, it'll take my mind off this blooming temperature. <laughs> Hello, all. Mr Dermister. No, there is no Mr Dermister. Uh, who's asking? Me. That voice you just heard came from me. Did you not notice my mouth moving when you heard my voice? Oh, never mind me, love. Just my sense of humour. You'll get used to it. I'm from Shockwave, and I've come to fix your heating. But you're a woman. That's very observant of you, fella. Well done. I like him. He's sharp. You'll go far, lad. Lad? Who's in charge, then? Well, Sydney's the boss, Sydney Taylor, but uh, well, he's not here, so... Uh, well, I guess I'm in charge. Oh, good to know. Oof. It's cold in here, isn't it? Shall we get the heating fixed, or shall we just stand here and get frostbite? Oh, yes, please. Uh, Bob, could you take Mrs. Heater Fixer to the heating panel, please? Uh, that's Ms. Heater Fixer. Call me Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, this way, uh, Ms. Demicabs. Hello, my beautiful boss. Yes, I know, she's just arrived. Yes, a she? Thank you, yeah, I'm sure she will. Yeah, yeah, Bob's showing her the system now. You've paid already? It's not like you. Anyway, I won't knock it. Okay, thanks, Sydney. Oh, hey, listen, how's your Vicky? Oh, that's good. He needs a dry slap, that fellow of hers. Well, he should be arrested, but... No, of course I won't, Sydney. I'm very discreet. Yeah, okay, give her our love. I'll see you later. Bye. Uh, Oscar. Oscar, go ahead. Yeah, I've got someone here who wants to say hello. Is it that Colin? Well... I don't want to say hello to him. There's a lot I do want to say to him, but I can't swear over the radio. OK, he wants you to know that he's very grateful for the free ride and that Drew Peacock is very grateful too. Yes, well, I'll get him back, just tell him, and, uh, and then I'll be grateful for the free meal at his very average restaurant. <laughs> he says, you'll be lucky. Uh, but we'll have the destination now, so uh, Oscar clear and I'll be cruising back to the rack. Okay, Tim, thanks. Oh, don't forget to give him a dead leg from me. No, you'll have to do that yourself, Beryl. He's bigger than me. <laughs> Chicken. Okay, Tim, I've got you clear. Oh, six months since he pulled one over me. Can't believe it. What is that smell? Oh, um, it, it's a block drains. Bloody stinks. How embarrassing. She's a woman. I've noticed that, Bob, yes. I think it was the hair that gave it away. Or the boobs. Mind you, you can never be sure nowadays, though, can you? Oh, she seems competent, though. Hey, did you offer her a cuppa? Uh, yeah, she doesn't want one. She's going to press on because she's got another job at Fletcher's around the corner after this. Hmm? She's a busy Lizzie. <laughs> no, it's Jenny. Oh, yeah, Jenny. My mistake. So, come on. Orange what? fancies. Orange swirls. Oh. It's lemon fancies and orange swirls. Anyway, there, there, there we were, just the three of us, because the kids were at B.O. Susan's, like I said. <laughs> and then she drops the big news. Oh, yeah. And what's the big news? She's pregnant. Blooming hell, Bob. Pregnant? 
That was quick. How far gone is she? Tango. Blooming hell. Uh, Tango, go ahead. Oh, yeah, hello, Bill. Okay, Phil. How far gone is she? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> right, oh, Phil. Go on, sorry, Bob. You go on. You were saying. But I can't summon up any sympathy for you. You played with fire again, going with another man's wife again, and you got burned again. Zero sympathy. Let me know when you're back at work. It's no wonder so many drivers are defective when you've got an If that is a thinly veiled threat that you're thinking of joining the other cab firm, will you just remember how many of their drivers you've upset by going with their wives? Oh, yeah. And Frank Cooper's daughter. Not that I've told Frank about that. Yet. So never mind A to B. Just take yourself to A and E and let me know when you're back. He went with Frank Cooper's daughter? She's only young, isn't she? Nothing illegal. Frank could kill him. As would Sydney if he ever found out about Phil and Vicky. Vicky as well? Bloody hell. Yeah, you've never been tempted by him, have you, Beryl? Never mind all that. We said no shop talk. Anyway, where were we? Oh, she's pregnant. I mean, how far gone is she? Well, I'll still stay. She's five to six months. Five to six months? What, and she's only just now noticed? I know, she'll like that with the other two. She only puts a bit of weight on for the first six months, and then (laughs) she balloons. Well, wait a minute. How long is it since she kicked you out? Five months I've been at the bedsit. Five months and she's five to six months pregnant. Oh my lord. Uh, are you okay, Jenny? Oh, yes, Tara. I just trained something. Oh, okay. So, Bob, are you saying what I think you're saying? I don't know, to be honest, Beryl. I've been torturing myself all night, trying to remember events from that horrible night when we split up five months back. And? Well, a bit before I left, and about a week after she finally told me about her and that twat Arnold, me and her had a heavy session. You and her? What What sort of session? A heavy drinking session. Oh, I see, I was going to say, you know, because you were splitting up. Uh, followed by a very heavy sex session. Oh. Okay, clear down, Beryl. Yeah, OK, Mitt, love. A sex session? I beg your pardon, Beryl. Oh, shit! <clears throat> Sorry, Mick. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Forgot to take the finger off the switch, uh, If there's a customer in any of our cabs who wishes to make a complaint about the accidental comment there, my name is Vicky. Sorry, Bob. A sex session? Well, we'd both been drinking this tequila that had been in the cupboard since we bought it on honeymoon all them years ago, but neither of us much liked it, you know, very much. The honeymoon? No, the the tequila. We were having a heart-to-heart... Forcing this drink down, two of us. 
talking about still promising to be nice to each other for the sake of the kids. We were both crying before long and emotional and comforting each other. So one thing led to another and before we knew it, we were at it. Oh, okay. Honestly, Beryl, it was like we were young again. And both really hungry for it, you know. Yeah, but I do, yeah, but... Proper at it we were, like rabid wolves or something. I mean, it was nigh on Olympic. Yeah, OK, well, listen, Bob, don't feel like you need to tell me any details, OK? I get I get the picture. Oh, I'm not sure I can paint the picture of that night, Beryl. I'll try. We started on the sofa, but... We, we soon went on to the reclining chair. And, yeah, that's and nice, that, Bob. But God, I don't know where all that energy came from, Beryl. We, we just kept going and going and going and going and, and reaching this incredible, amazing climax on the dog's bed. On the dog's bed? Oh, blooming hell. We just collapsed there from exhaustion, Beryl. And the, the poor dog's blanket was soaked. Oh, I think you're oversharing a little bit here, Bob. Oh, thank God. Hello, Demi Cabs. Tonight, yeah, sure. Yeah, what time? Ten to eight. And where from? Mm -hmm. And where are you off to? And your name? Yeah, okay, Mr. Sankey, that's in for you. Bye. Where was that? You'd finished. Describing your night of passion, thank God. Please do not recap. Oh, Alice. So, what it comes down to is is the baby yours then? That's just it. I don't know, Beryl. It was only after I got back home that I got to thinking about that night five months ago. I think I remember it so clearly, because it was the last time I got in it. Mm. Now the penny's dropped. I've realised I'm in the running. I'm you if... need to tell her. Excuse me, have you been listening to my private conversation? I could hardly miss it. I'm only in there. Anyway, you're right, it's none of my business, but from what I've heard, you should tell her that that baby might be yours. Just my opinion. I'll be popping to the van for a part. Won't be a minute. She's a bit forward, isn't she? Yeah? She's a right nosy rosy. It's Jenny, Beryl. Oh, yeah, Jenny. You know, she's right, though, isn't she? Or is she? Mm. Hunter, go ahead. Hunter, Roger, thanks. I should tell her then, do you think? Uh, well, I don't know, love. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure I should be involved. I mean, well, this is personal, isn't it? It's private-like. You're my friend, Beryl. I value your opinion. You know that. I always have. I'm asking you your honest opinion now. I've nobody else I can ask, and that's the truth. All right, well... Let's think it through then, shall we? So option A, you don't tell her and the baby's born and the car guy thinks it's his. Your wife thinks it's his and they all live happily ever after. And that is one kid that you don't have to pay for. Bonus. But door number two... You mean option B? Yeah, I'm trying to help you here, Bob. I know, but you said option A. For, so the next it should be option B. Option B then... So you remind her of that passionate night that you had from five-ish months ago. She'll be all stressed and anxious for the rest of her pregnancy, wondering who the real daddy is, which won't do her or the baby much good. Meanwhile, 
he's going to figure out something's wrong or she'll go confessing, you know, about your night together because she's all hormonal and needs to be honest or something. You know, he might even leave her because of that, regardless of whose baby it is, because she cheated on him with you. And that, that won't do any good, will it? I should serve him right. Yes, but then she's a single mother of two and a half. And the youngest one might not even be yours after all. It might be his, but then he's gone and left. Oh, what a mess. Yeah, every scenario is just a bad end for somebody. Well, what, what if I do tell her and she puts things on hold with Nobed until we can get one of them D.A.N. tests? D.N.A. Why? Well, bear with me. But she, look, she puts Nobed Arnold on hold till the baby's born. We get one of them uh, tests. We, we discover it's mine and we get back together to raise it and my other two. It's win-win. Oh, I don't know, Bob. It's a stretch. Are you going to tell her then? He doesn't know yet, do you, love? What? No, I, I, I don't know. My head's swimming at the minute. Well, if you don't mind me saying so, you're behaving like you're still in love with her, but you're not fighting for her. Well, then again, this is the woman who shafted you royally up the rectum with broken glass and left you with a deep hole to fill. Oh, steady on! She's depriving you of your house, your relationship and regular contact with your kids. And look at you! You're allowing it to happen. I know, but... You're just bending over like you enjoy being royally shafted or something. Why should she get everything? How do you mean? You were a family, weren't you? A unit, right? Yes. She decided to play away with this Alfred. Arnold. Whatever. She's still living in your house. They're your children. If she wants to be with this Arnold, then she should move out of your house and into his to be with him. That's just creating more problems. I mean, what if she doesn't want to leave? What if she refuses to leave? Ah, well, then it'll be very uncomfortable in the Bob house. But it can't be any more uncomfortable than that bed shiver that she's forced you into. That's not how split-ups work, though, is it? Well, why not? That's my point. It's her that broke the wedding vows. So it's her that should move. Not you, Bob. You're the victim here. Oh, dear. Well, what do you expect him to do, eh? Just move back in? Yes. Why not? It is your house, I'm guessing. Well, yes. I, I, I mean, it's me that pays for it. Well, I can't just move back in, can I? Of course you can. What can she do? Beat you up? Oh, she wouldn't hit me. Well, that's good that you think that, Bob. Hey, I bet you thought she'd never cheat on you either, did you? That's true. Bloody hell. Wait a moment. Wait, Mick. Now listen, Miss, Miss um, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and in an ideal world, my love, I suppose that sort of thing should happen. But this is far from being an ideal world. I mean, Bob can't just go waltzing back into his house and start living there again. If he did what you suggest, it would create unnecessary friction. <laughs> unnecessary friction? <laughs> Sounds like a rubbish pop group to me. Friction has already been created by his slut of a wife. Uh, hey, come on what, now. Did she cheat on your Bob? Was she having sex with both of you during the same period? Uh, well, there you go. Slut. Well, uh, uh, actually, yes, fair point. Yeah. Bob? Yeah, I'm on the phone, Mick. Look, I know you mean well, lovey, but can you just let Bob live his own life? He doesn't want to make a bad situation worse by forcing his way back into the family home, uninvited and unwanted. He, he's just, he's not that sort of man. I'll do it! Oh, 
Good man. What? I'm going to do it. She's right. I've been shot upon from a great height. And I've just laid down and lapped it up. Not lapped up the shit, I mean. I, I, I just took it like I deserve to be punished. And I don't deserve to be punished. Exactly. Where's her punishment? Now you're talking. Hey, Bob. He's moved in, you know, that Arnold. He's moved into my bloody house, which I still pay for. Wait, Mick. He's sitting on my sofa. Eating off my plates. Well, that's not fair, is it? My mother brought us those plates for the wedding. That can't be right. No, it is not, Bob. Well, no bloody more. I'm going home. I'm taking back what's mine, and if she don't like it, she can move into that shitty bedsit. See how she likes it. She'll not like that, Mrs Chow. I know that. Good man. I'm going to strike now, while I've got a hot iron. Beryl, I'm on a break. What have you done? That was brilliant! He's going to create a shitstorm now, thanks to you. It sounds more like he's going to seize back what was taken from him, thanks to me, including his dignity. Yes, Mick, what is it? Oh, I've had a bang barrel. Uh, oh, uh, are you alright, Mick, love? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, Beryl. Like, nobody heard, uh, but I just have to go and get my door fixed. Uh, it, it, it came off. Your door's come off. In a prang. Okay, love, well, I won't ask now, but uh, take it to the Mexican and get it sorted and just give me a ring when you know you'll be back. Well, uh, not until Roger. Uh, it's freezing now, my love. It's cold today, isn't it? Talk to you later. Oh, it is freezing. I'll leave you to it. This should do the trick. Yes, you just drop that grenade and saunter off. No problem. Oh, hello, Mary. Yeah, is Sydney about, please? Yeah, well, it is an emergency, actually. A driver's had an accident. Thank you. Hi, Sydney. Listen, yeah, the bus is off the road. He's had a prang. No, nobody's hurt, but it does leave me a bit short to cover this afternoon's bookings. Well, I'd usually have Kilo, but he's defected, as you know, and, and Phil's not on. Well, he was on, but he's been beaten up again. So he's at the hospital, or dentist, one or the other. <laughs> it was indeed a jealous husband. However, did you guess? Yeah, yeah, I've still got Tim, but uh, I've just lost Bob. He's had to go home. No, not another old woman. It's a, a personal issue. Yeah, sorry, I, I couldn't hear you then. They're still here fixing the heating. No, oh, that's the like, least of my worries at the moment, Sydney. What what can I do then about these bookings I won't be able to cover? Yep, yeah, well, we've got the lunchtime rush in less than an hour. Oh, shit. Wait a minute, Sydney, can you hear me? Oh, we've had a power cut. I can't reach any of the cars anyway. Just just hold on a minute. Jenny, what's happened? The power's gone down. Oh, and there's me thinking I'd had a stroke. Uh, why has the power gone down? <sighs> I'm not sure. That heating panel is antique. And all the wiring is all but perished. You're gonna you're gonna need a complete rewiring, I think. Did you hear all that, Sydney? Yeah, we says get get onto it straight away. Oh well I've got other jobs to do today, but I can come back tomorrow. Uh no, this is a business that requires electric to function. You've caused that electric to break, so you're gonna have to fix it now. Uh Sydney, will you give uh, Shockwave a call and just tell them that Jenny will be staying here? Yeah, until we've got electric.
Thank you. Meanwhile, I'll farm all our bookings to A to B cabs. Oh, we've no choice, Sydney. I've no radio. Hold on. Why are you still here? Fix the electric. I'll need some cable from the van. Well, go on then. Chop, chop. Oh, this is the final nail in the firm's coffin, Sydney. I mean, the insurance might cover the electric and the heating, but well, we've not enough drivers, Sydney, and all the cars are old and knackered. Yeah, I know, but A to B are giving vouchers for 10% off first, love. I think it's time, don't you, to throw the blooming towel in. Anyway, you can reach me at home. I'm not sitting in this dark fridge a moment longer. I'll take the book home with me and then I'll ring A to B from there. Okay, love. Bye. You've been listening to Dummy Cabs by Peter Fraxon, featuring the vocal talents of Jackie Padden, Alan Veal and Peter Fraxon, with music and FX by Zapsplat.com. Thank you.